Welcome to the Two Top Podcast, the weekly podcast where we go over different topics in the world. I'm your host, Thomas Lance, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Berg. How's it going? You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to stay updated on the latest episodes. Now let's dive right into this week's episode of Two Top. You guys know how the lightning round goes down. Actually, you probably don't know how the lightning round goes down because this is the only, the second time that we're doing this. Please explain, Thomas. Uh, so every 10 episodes, it lands on seven because seven is when we started. Um, we, instead of going like really deep into two topics, we pick one overarching topic and we just rapid fire some ideas about it, some examples. And we were thinking of doing the... Um, the Darwin Awards, but uh, that was too graphic. That was uh, just a lot of people dying. Pretty grim. So we went something that's near and dear to our heart, crowdfunding, and specifically Kickstarters. And we just want to go through some Kickstarters. And I know we'll eventually talk about our favorite Kickstarter. Absolutely. Which, by the way, is the number one funded project on Kickstarter. And I'm sure if anybody knows us really well, you'll know what it is. But Matt, I want to start off with a, a rather weird... Kickstarter. So crowdfunding, it's really good for getting money to do things, but sometimes it's a little weird because you can literally crowdfund whatever you want. An example, Korean dude versus a gallon of kimchi. This man, uh, his name is Kevin. He was asking for a thousand dollars to, well, eat a giant gallon of kimchi. In one sitting. In one sitting. Yes. Yeah. In Minneapolis, and it was a food thing. And guess how much? He actually, he surpassed his goal. I wanted to, how much do you need to eat kimchi? Well, it was for charity, so. Oh, okay, good, good. Yes. But how much? he had a total pledge drive of $1,342. Isn't that insane? Wow. And that's from 42, 47 backers. So that's legit. And it's a he um he had some blog posts afterwards and he's like it it ripped him apart but you know for the kids yeah for the kids for the kids it was a great cause that's a lot of kimchi a gallon <laughs> I think that's a great example of some of the weird stuff in Kickstarter and see this is like a weird Kickstarter that actually had a like a beneficial goal I've seen Kickstarters that's like help me fund my uh my new computer setup. And it's like, that's only helping yourself. But this is something that gives back, which is nice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's my first Kickstarter. What's your first Kickstarter? I'll go with a food one also. Um, Another very ridiculous one. This one made me laugh. Um, Potato salad. A man wanted to raise money so he could make potato salad. Well, potato salad is, uh, oh, it's not my favorite salad. Of that nature. Of that nature, yeah. I'm a, I'm a chicken salad kind of guy. So this man, Zach Danger Brown, started his campaign. Zach Danger all, Brown? Guess how much... Um, so he's a character. We all know that. Guess how much money he just he wanted to raise to make potato salad. I hope it was like $10. You got it. $10, nice. exactly. Um, he raised nearly $10,000. <laughs> Isn't that... It, this is such like an internet like spoof type of thing, you know? Like so that's you, like, you ask so low that everyone wants to participate. Everybody like gives it. It's just a joke, a long running joke, and everybody contributed. So that was back in 2014. That's that's pretty cool. 
It's a lot of money for its potato salad. Yeah, I hope it was good. I hope he made a lot of it with those funds. Oh, man. So I have our next Kickstarter here. And it's actually, it's interesting because this is another example of a Kickstarter that is like a very Kickstarter Kickstarter. Kind of creating something that you didn't know you needed. That's such a niche market, but you know there's people out there that will fund it. Uh, it's called the Mixtape. Well, the Mix X tape, which is the cassette reinvented, which was a Bluetooth music player that looks like a cassette and it can go into your cassette drive. But it's just a Bluetooth receiver with no cable. No, no? but it, you can. It does include a display, a headphone jack and a memory card slot. Wait, actually, now that I'm looking at this, I think I may have read this wrong. Oh, my apologies. I probably should have read deeper into this because from the first glance, I was like, oh, this is just a mixtape. Like, this is a cassette player. Um, What it is is actually it's an MP3 player that looks like a cassette tape roll. Here, check this out. Isn't that, isn't that wild? That's no, pretty cool look. Pretty, pretty retro. See, I thought it was actually mixtape. just a cassette player, but that's actually pretty cool. Including display, headphone jack, memory card slot. Yeah, so this is... Picture a regular cassette tape, but you plug headphones into the cassette tape, and it's a player itself. But guess how much it would be retail? Now that you've seen it, maybe fifty dollars, eighty bucks, eighty bucks. Yeah, it's pretty. But expensive. it got one thousand seven hundred ninety-five backers and raised a total of uh, one hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. That's pretty insane. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool device. I guess I, if someone gave it to me, I would love I would love to use it. But $80 is pretty expensive. I well, I think the most important part is always, so I told you how much they did make. The most important part is actually how much their goal was because those numbers are always insane. They only asked for $10,000, and they got uh, over 100% of what they asked for. Wow. That's the brilliant thing about Kickstarter. People... People like finding stuff, and they like putting money toward things that they believe in. It's really cool. So, yeah. I I think Kickstarter is actually has a lot more uses than one would think. But I'll get into that with our next one that I have. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Um, I have Garden Space, a homegrown food um, robot that actually – does all the gardening for you. So when you think of gardening, you're like, oh, you go out in the garden, you're out in nature, you dig a hole, you put seeds in, you water it every day. Well, essentially this robot kind of does it for you, which is kind of ridiculous. But is that the future? It's kind of cool though. I'm trying to think of how a robot would do such tasks as planting and picking and knowing when to pick and knowing. Well, it takes the uh, account for human error out of the out of the question um, with like how much you have to water a certain vegetable or fruit, whatever you're growing. So that was pretty neat. It also had um, like a built-in security feature for animals and pests. It would just spray with the hose if it sensed a deer. It had like facial recognition, which was really cool. Um, on top of that, everything is solar powered. So it's still kind of... A futuristic technology fits in a rudimentary garden setting, which is really cool. That's pretty cool. And their goal was $25,000, and they actually reached $35,190, or $35,190, yes. Well, I also wanted to go back to the mixtape. It also is a cassette tape. It can be played as a cassette tape. Oh, it can be. Okay. So So 
yeah, multifunction. Actually, That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I like feel that. bad for I. I picked this one specifically to like bash the idea of just like if someone thinks of something they can make it but that's pretty cool that is very cool yeah Yeah. um you know it's something that's overrated though that is another giant kickstarter story the fidget cube ah i've seen the fidget cube riding off the chain of the fidget spinner and this whole idea of fidget toys the fidget cube is well it's just a cube with clicks and switches and spin things and just stuff to keep your hand busy and Guess how much it ended up making with Kickstarter? It's probably a lot. It's a lot. It's a big number. It's $6,465,690, which they only had a goal of 15000 Oh, my goodness. And that's only to produce a small little plastic small, object that obviously is going to be produced in China. Small little plastic object that is for just... Fidgeting it around. Well, we saw the uh, the reaction to fidget spinners everywhere. Yeah, it was a big deal. It's like a pop culture thing. It's so hilarious. it's understandable, but still millions of dollars. Into, I wish I could have. I didn't know something like that would be a million dollar idea, but apparently. Hey, you is. never know. And that's the thing about Kickstarter. That's where people find like, wow, this is actually worth some money. Or no one contributes anything and then it's just a stupid idea. Do you have a stupid idea as your next project? As my project as or my Kickstarter. As... I do have another stupid one. This, you... this one's very stupid. Let's hear it. Uh, this man wanted to raise money just so he could hire a airplane to go write stuff in the sky. Oh, I saw this while I was looking for stuff, uh, but I didn't look into it. What was it? <laughs> this guy raised nearly $7,000 to write two things in the sky. I don't know how much it costs to get a guy to go write in the sky. I don't know if it would be quite as much as $7,000. But he wrote two things, OMG, I'm flying, and tweet me, bro. That's pretty funny. In the sky. And this guy's a character. But I, that made me wonder, like, well, if you surpass your goal, what do you do with that extra money? Do you give it back? Do some Kickstarters give back, or do they donate, or do they put it? I mean, obviously, they're probably going to try to put it toward what they can make with the company, you know? Yeah, but... Sometimes they get a lot of money. I love that there's there's people out there just willing to give money away and not get anything back in return. Because normally there's like rewards if you kick, do a Kickstarter. There's backer rewards. But I'm assuming, what, those people got a picture? And, yeah, they probably you know. just saw a picture and followed it on social media and everything. And yeah, unless if you're backing with a lot of money, you're not going to get anything. Normally I see it's like typically, what do you see, like $100? Yeah. If you're under $100, you don't really get anything? No, probably not. Yeah. But what's important is sometimes Kickstarter is not about the money, which leads me into my next Kickstarter here, which is the game Exploding Kittens. Ah. Is a classic, well, it's not a classic game, it's new, and it's actually a, a card game I've really wanted to play, and it's on the list of board games slash card games that I want to buy coming around this holiday season. And it reached its funding and raised $8,782,571 for this card game. Now, Yikes. It did have some pretty famous designers on it, which had um. Do you know the webcomic uh the oatmeal? Like I, I don't. Like the, you'd recognize the style if you saw it, but 
what's interesting is so they made this game and they were actually going to make a sequel for the game. But what's funny is when they're making the sequel for the game, clearly they know they'd be successful. Yeah, that's them. Yeah. You recognize it? Yeah, I do yeah. a little bit. So the thing is, a lot of companies like this, they have one successful Kickstarter game and then they decide to go back to Kickstarter and they're like, many people will think, why are you doing that? You have the funds. And I was watching, a, not a documentary, I think it was like a little news short thing about Kickstarter and this company was an example and they said we decided to do a kickstarter again not because we needed the money we could have funded the project ourselves it's more like to build up hype for the game to see if there is really a group of people who want to play this because think if you make a product you put it out there and then no one backs it up no one really wants it that's a risk yeah but if you do this project and it's like fund us it's like, if you want this, show us. If you really do, you're going to put money toward it. Yeah, that's a great tactic for uh, seeing what consumers you have. And I think that's what a lot of larger people use Kickstarter for. And, Matt, I feel like we should go into our, our favorite Kickstarter, if unless you have another one. For I'll us. just I'll do a quick one. I have a failed one, just a real quick failed one. This, this person wanted to create a watermelon holder because watermelons are round, yeah. They round shape so they might roll off the table. So this was basically a belt that sits around the watermelon <laughs> and um holds it in place. It wanted twenty five thousand dollars and it only got three hundred thirty two dollars. That's a lot of money for That's a lot of money. So basically you're gonna have to um hold your watermelons and carry them yourself. And you have to make sure they don't roll off the table. Yeah, you're gonna have it's to wa- a- keep your eye on your watermelons. It's all gonna be on you. I thought that was a pretty practical invention. For practical, not for that, pri- not no. for that price. Yeah. Anyway, that was a stupid one. <laughs> go well, ahead. let's not- go. Let's go into the number one backed project on Kickstarter, which is our our love in life, the yeah. Pebble. We're both passionate about this Pebble time, the Pebble watch. It raised twenty million dollars for its project, and ah. Uh, it's sad that it's bought out by Fitbit, but we've talked about that so many times. And Pebble kind of is the biggest success story of, I'd say, all of Kickstarter because they created a project and it became so big that they became a company and they produced more and more. And then they eventually got bought out by someone else. Classic company story, but the roots spurred from Kickstarter. It was spurred by they designed a product and they showed it to the public and the public wanted it. And it was a small startup company. Kickstarter is an entrepreneur's dream. It's like, it's the shark tank for the everyday individual, which is sometimes the boost that people need. So, I mean, have you funded any Kickstarters? I have not put any money toward anything, but now just doing this research, I've been looking around and, you know, it it would be worthwhile just to pace around and see what you can find because I'm obviously supportive of the science technology design community. I want to see brilliant stuff made. I want to be inspired by other people. Right now, I don't have, as a student, I don't have the funds to just throw it anywhere. I wish I did, but I don't. Well, I think what's funny is I love seeing projects. They all, I mean, they're all different, but they all look the same sometimes. Yeah, they all fall like under the they, same ideas, they all I have, guess. Well, they all have the same video. It's like designed heavily designed 
sometimes over-designed. It's a theme. You can see there's a theme in it. You, you make such a good point. All the videos are very similar. The way they present it, the way they show the team and making it in like a facility that's like really homey. It's, <laughs> it's very much like Silicon Valley. Yeah. No oh, matter abs- No absolutely. matter where it's produced. What's funny is actually uh, my camera bag I have is another ki- Kickstarter like born company, uh, Peak Design. But they're also like the overly designed things. I mean, Kickstarter is definitely something that's going to be around for a while. And what's funny is that there's so many Kickstarters and anyone can start a Kickstarter. Like we could start a Kickstarter right now for our podcast or just like a Kickstarter for, hey, you want to get lunch later? Let's see if we can get a Kickstarter for 20 bucks and see if we can get lunch. And, you know, the chance of raising the funds are pretty high because with the Internet, you don't know how many people you're reaching. It's a, it's a ton of people. I think Kickstarter is a really good way to support the people that you want to support. Like sometimes I know companies like Rooster Teeth is one I think of that they're on YouTube. I know they're gain like they've made uh they've made movies and they've made like board games, but whenever they do it, they always do it through like a Kickstarter or like an Indiegogo page or a GoFundMe thing. It's yeah. like if you support us, you know we want we know that you want our product. And that's what it's all about. It's building up a customer base and like even before your product comes out. And I think that's a very smart move for all you entrepreneurs out there. I am not an entrepreneur, I'd say. I'd say you are. I guess I am a little entrepreneur. You can't not give yourself credit. We run a podcast, the Two Top Podcast. True. We do run the Two Top Podcast. We're the Two Top Media Company. I will say, recently I've been trying to support more, lo- not not local, but more like companies that I've followed for a long time. Like recently, uh, a big podcast or- organization, Radiotopia, uh, they just did their their yearly uh, pledge drive. And I actually became a supporter now. So now I support them every every month. Just a simple $3. $3 isn't a lot of money. But like those are the people that inspired me to do podcasts and like inspired me to get more into design and everything from Song Exploder to Radio Diaries to 99% Visible. Do you feel like you're paying them back for something that you took from them? I... I How almost, does that feel? I feel like I I am because if it's music on iTunes, you pay money, and that goes to the artist. But when it comes to podcasts, podcasts are free. Like we're not paid to do this podcast, and those people aren't paid to do their, their podcasts. And that's why I think so important about supporting these creators because they are doing it because they care and they put all their effort into it because this is something they believe in and this is something that they want to grow. So the fact that you can go and support your favorite podcasters is I think it's a big part of the industry and podcasts are a culture and cultures are created through support and community. Hence why Kickstarter exists in a sense. It's building a community around product. I mean, I know we've talked about Pebble forever, but Pebble has such a large community. The company may be bought out, but I know exactly where to go if I have any questions about my watch not working or if people have cool app, cool apps they want to show. And I think that's very important for a item or a service to excel in the world. Support. Community and support beyond just a consumer base. Exactly. 
there actually has to be passion in there to make something worthwhile. But, I mean, check out Kickstarter, guys. See what funny things you can find. Any crowdfunding website, Any too. Any crowdfunding, I yeah. think I think they're the best websites to look if you just want to get a general idea of the trend at the time for where technology or design or um, even sometimes art is going. Well, by looking at the uh, just general topics, you can see what's what's in the world and how cool is that to see what's around you in real time. Is that it for this week, you think? I think that's it. That was a quick fire round. That was was our quick fire round. We'll have another one in 10 episodes, which will land on November, December, January. Ooh. Wow. A new year. January. 2018. That will be episode 47. We've almost hit one year. We're past halfway. And I'd say. I'm very happy with us. I'm very happy with how we're going. But hey. That was two topics, except it wasn't. It was only one topic, but lots of variations in said topic. But that's what we have this week. I hope you guys enjoyed, and you know what? We'll see you guys for another two topics next week. Thank you for listening. Woo! Close. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Rosevere, and our outro music is created by our lovely host, Matt Berg. For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. We are a weekly produced podcast. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com. That's the number two, toppodcast.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.